Hello everyone and welcome to episode 2 of our one-on-one film reviews for Spill Your Beans. Uh, I'm George Sheard, I'm the host today, I'm always the host, I don't know why I said today, uh, and I'm joined today by A-level student, film lover, and fellow Star Wars nut, Cooper Britton. Hello. Alright. How's it going? You alright? I'm good, how are you? I'm fine, yeah. Today we're going to be talking about the Star Wars prequels, which is uh, a fun one. Um, we've known each other for a while, we've, we're both quite big Star Wars fans. Um, We've definitely exchanged quite a few jokes regarding the Star Wars films before. Um, so I thought we'd start with the three most infamous ones um, on the podcast, talking about The Phantom Menace, The Attack of the Clones, and Revenge of the Sith. We'll probably touch a little bit on Clone Wars and stuff as well, because it's bound yeah. to go there. Uh, and as well, you might be aware that Bad Batch, um, as of time of the recording, Bad Batch episodes one and two have come out. I don't know if you've seen both of them. Yeah. Uh, I literally just watched episode two. Before. Oh, brilliant. Okay, so we might touch yeah. on them as well. Um, but of course, by the time this comes out, episode three will also be out, but we won't have seen that. Mm-hmm. So yes, the magic of recording in advance. <laughs> um, so yeah, so we'll just basically get started with uh, The Phantom Menace, the first of the three films. Um, what? what what do you think? What do you? What, where, where's your starting point with the Phantom Menace? I mean, where do you bloody start with the Phantom Menace? So for me, Phantom Menace is like, it's the middle of the three for me because I have a lot of good mm. memories. Uh, it's quite nostalgic for me from when I was younger. Like uh, I went to see it in three D when it was released, like re-released in the cinemas with my dad. I wish I'd done. And that. then it was also, yeah, yeah. It's I've still got the the three D glasses somewhere, which are the pod racing goggles. Oh, that's fantastic! They're somewhere in the house. Um. So I. And then obviously the end scene, Darth Maul's just amazing. Yeah, yeah. But then as as you get older, or as I've gotten older, you do start to realise how bad the script is. The, yeah, the dialogue is ass, yeah. isn't it? It's, it's yeah, terrible. It's absolutely dreadful. Like I, I I agree on that sense. I mean, it's it's one that it's like the first Star Wars film that I watched when I was younger. Um, mm-hmm. I was sort of sat down with the prequels first. I don't know what decision that was from my dad's front, <laughs> but I think again when you're that young, and I think our generation especially. Um, we didn't really pick up on the politics so we just liked the lightsaber fights so in our minds the nostalgia value is so high Uh, but I can imagine for long time fans who maybe saw the original trilogy um, or the sort of slight generation above us probably would be disappointed with what we got um, which is totally understandable to be fair yeah, well, it was despised when it first came out, wasn't it? Oh, it was. It, was it like went. It went. Yeah, by, it went down like a all. cup of hot sick on. Uh, I, oh yeah, it was. It was uh... But I think it's the most interesting behind the scenes stuff, though. I think it's. Oh yeah, without so a doubt. I've without seen that behind the scenes documentary so many times. Yeah, and like the just the, the sort of showcase of George Lucas and not really understanding what people kind of want. And you think I think mm-hmm. it's it's it, it, it's sort of a it, it, it's a telling tale about what happens when a sort of filmmaker can surround themselves by. Yes, men almost. Yeah, yeah. Um, it's just a yes which of course got worse and worse. But um, I'm sure we'll t- touch upon other Star Wars films generally. But I sort of a bit of an early spoiler alert here that I actually prefer these films to um, the sequel trilogy. I, I I do like the sequel trilogy. I'm not sitting here going Razor Mary Sue and all that sort of shit because that's not who I am. And I like those films. You know, um, it, but I kind of prefer these. It, that sort of Jeremy Clarkson meme. It's like this is brilliant, but I like this. Yeah. See, I do. I do prefer the prequels, but it's probably because that era is like of all the stuff of the three Star Wars eras, yeah. or like the four, because now the High Republic stuff. That would be my favorite. Also, Clone Wars helps. 
uh, yeah, the Clone Wars. Because like, it kind of like developed, yeah, which I know isn't yeah. part of the films. But yeah, no, um, talking about the Phantom Menace before we get like trailed off in the first like five minutes. Um, <laughs> the Phantom Menace as a whole, I mean, it starts out pretty well, kind of. I mean, I, I, I quite, I don't mind it. I think it starts off hopefully, but the dialogue yeah, is already like terrible. Um, I remember when I last watched it, there's a scene I can't remember. I think it might be when they like first arrive in the mm. palace or something and just Liam Neeson's just saying something. I'm like, what the hell is this? Yeah, what's going on? Like, this isn't Star Wars. But at the same time, just... it kind of like, now that I'm older and I appreciate the politics stuff, mm-hmm. I kind of like, I do like it a lot more because I'm just sort of sitting there going, yeah, I know it's complex, but you know what? Like, I can't deny that they've got like a hell of a complex story like built up here. Like, the oh, world God, building yeah. is unreal. Say what you want about the dialogue and the, mm-hmm. especially the visual effects. We'll definitely get onto that. But <laughs> um, the actual like world building, like Coruscant and like the politics of it all and how it all works, it's totally fictitious, but it works so well. And it's like an allegory for American yeah. politics at the time or something like that. Yeah, and yeah it's I'm pretty sure it was. Yeah, so good. I mean, like politics yeah. for kids. I mean, yeah, not literally. the most entertaining thing in the world, but it's like it works. It's a solid concept, mm-hmm. and I I enjoy that to be honest. Um, it's like what a lot of the Disney films do, where they have like it's a child's film, but in the background there are like stuff that only adults would pick up on or older people would pick up on. Yeah, that makes yeah, sense. Yeah, it's it's a weird one. I mean, I don't know. I think there's a lot of, of course, there's a lot of memorable things in this film, um, but as you mentioned before, I think the last half an hour. Is where it really shines for me. It carries the entire that, that the is, final half an if hour. The final the half an hour wasn't there. You'd have Attack of the Clones, yeah. which is again like it, it's, it's bad. It, but it, I think most of it is. It tries so hard. I think the thing that really lets down the Phantom Menace for me are sort of two things, and not to slam actors' performances because I know these two particular actors have had, you know, so much shit over the years, and they don't deserve that. Mm-hmm. But Jake Lloyd as Anakin Skywalker, and um, I can't remember his name, but whoever played Jar Jar Binks. I, I, I don't hate Jar Jar Binks. I mean, he's annoying, but like he's like it, it wasn't in the acting. It was just in the writing and just the whole construction of that character. I know they wanted to do something like, oh, this is the first ever fully CG character in a live action film. That's cool, but like it, it was kind of weird. I mean. I don't want to say it was kind of like trying to be like a racial stereotype, but it kind of. When I rewatched it recently, I was kind of like, uh, "That's that's rubbing me up the wrong way a little bit." Um, there's a fantastic thing just, where Peter Serafinovich, who played um, the voice for Darth Maul, he talked about the Phantom yeah. Menace. It's a fantastic little thing on YouTube you can find, and he talks about how the Phantom Menace is basically littered with racial stereotypes, and it is <laughs> so bad when you realise it because you've got people like Watto wow. and like the obviously oh, the God, Trade yeah. Federation because they. They're yeah. all played by like white English men, <laughs> and they've got very oh, really? strong like Eastern accents. It's it's quite bad. <laughs> it's quite bad. Um, but yeah, no, I, I think that's what kind of lets down the Phantom Menace. I don't know what you think about that, but the, well, uh, going back to the Jar Jar Binks thing, it just goes back to the the script writing, doesn't it? It's just yeah. like Jar Jar Binks is. I don't hate him mm. as much as most people do, but as I've gotten older. I find that he's a bit more annoying than when I was a kid. Or, sorry, a lot more annoying than when I was a kid. Yeah. I mean... But it just goes back to the kind of times I was wrote and... Yeah. It's hard... It's really hard to work around because I sort of want to like him in a way because you're supposed to. The way the story is structured is designed for you to like this character. But But I I hate him. 
you know, I think everyone yeah. hates him. He's, he's an, an annoying yeah. pile of shit. And that's uh, evident in the fact that he's... I agree. Yeah, it's, it's evident in the fact yeah. that he was never in the, the follow-up films bar one or two no. lines. Um, he's Snoke, man, what you're on about. <laughs> it's just... It's, yeah, I, I don't know what to even think. I mean, The Phantom Menace is such a, like, a non-film, but it's the most... It's the most sort of Star Wars-y kind of one. I, I don't know, it's weird. It's like, in a way, it's got a bit of both. It's the most boring, but it's also the most entertaining in certain senses. Yeah. I love the last half an hour, though. Let's talk about that. Oh, uh, yeah. Let, the last half an hour is... It's literally... I would say that it carries the entire film. Oh, yeah. The last half an hour. 100%. Without a doubt. Yeah. The, the Darth Maul fight alone is beautifully choreographed and not overdone to the point where it feels like it's been totally choreographed. Because if yeah. all... If, you know, for all its praises, Revenge of the Sith does feel so choreographed. And oh, yeah. to the T. But I mean, I guess is the point, but this is sort of, it feels more natural. It feels like a proper lightsaber fight. And I can imagine, despite the disappointment of the first, like, well, most of the film, that must have been exciting after many years, especially with the fights in the original trilogy just being sort of like... Yeah. Like, sort of well, they shit. talk I, about I, how it's like, <laughs> the reason why it's so choreographed is like, the, re- the it's meant to be like the era of the Jedi where this is like the jedi at their peak so that's why it's so choreographed and that's yeah. why it's more flips more whereas the this uh the originals are more elegant mm. and they're more like kind of hard hitting yeah that was i think yeah. that was the reason behind it and then there was also an interview that i saw with you mcgregor who said that um when they actually produced the film they him liam neeson and Do- the darth maul actor can't remember his name um, um they had it so down to yeah. a t uh, that when it was in post-production they actually had to slow it down because oh, wow. they were doing it so fast yeah so that just shows how like choreographed and how refined yeah. the fight scene was yeah no definitely I do you feel that what they did with Darth Maul was good or bad Cause oh I think he's brilliant in terms, uh, of his, in terms of his death specifically do you think that, well uh, death but you know death yeah <laughs> um, I, I think it's good because I think unintentionally it left it open. So, like, if they had actually killed him off, like, mm. we're talking, mm. like, full-on killed him off, then it wouldn't have... It leads to better things, It leaves, which uh, Star Wars does quite a lot. It leaves a lot of things open-ended. Yeah. So they can have the option later on, mm. originals to sequels. Um, <laughs> but, yeah, that's kind of the... Yeah. Yeah. I, I like what they did with him. Yeah. And it's, I think during that entire... Even though he's only in, like, two films... Which the second film he's only in it for like what like two minutes yeah he's in yeah, solo isn't he solo, yeah. yeah um he's kind of like the mysterious character of, over the entire film he's this mysterious character that no one has any idea who he is and then he comes in fights um Liam Neeson in the desert when they're trying mm. to fly away that's the first mm. time we see him and then in the last scene I think it just I think everyone wants to see that double lightsaber you go this is going to be this is a stable character yeah yeah, I I I, think, I I I agree with that. I think it's it's an interesting one. My my only sort of downside of it is it feels like he does nothing the whole film. And if he wasn't brought back oh, yeah. in the Clone Wars to live and you know do you know be controlled by the wonderful Dave Filoni who can actually craft yeah. a story out of nothing, <laughs> um, he it would have been a quite a disappointing thing. And I know a lot of people. And the thing is, that there's, a, there's a sort of there's a way up to this because I sort of I'm I'm I basically agree with both sides in the sense that. I would have loved Darth Maul to be like almost like Darth Vader, like the villain for the whole trilogy or most of the trilogy, mm-hmm. part between the Apprentice up until Revenge of the Sith. 
but there was a fantastic take, and I can't remember the ins and outs of it, but basically that each villain of each film sort of represents a part of Anakin Skywalker. In a oh, way, really? it's something like that. So it's like the Darth Maul's just the like a pit of of like evil. Like he's not in any way mm-hmm. good at all. Count mm-hmm. Dooku is the sort of the fallen Jedi, and General yeah. Grievous is the sort of cyborg. Yeah. Oh, wow. So I mean, it's it kind of it, it does it plays into it, but that wasn't intentional. <laughs> I feel like I just mm, I I I like well, to think that it is, but it just. I would have I would have liked to have seen more of Darth Maul, but at the same time, like if I could go back and change any of the prequels, like would I? Probably not. I mean, like they're they're, sh- they're shit, yeah. but that's the whole point <laughs> of them. Like they're they're good for that exact sort of reason. Um, the crap, but they're enjoyable. The crap, but they're enjoyable. That's perfectly. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, there's a lot of yeah. I mean, this this the one thing I don't like about this film really is the decision to make this like a significant amount of time before um, Attack of the Clones because they clearly planned the trilogy mm-hmm. out yeah why didn't they have Attack of the Clones as like the first one have a proper like spend a bit spend less time you know doing the whole flirting shit <laughs> and it's more like more time actually like just introducing the characters and then mm-hmm. episode 2 be a Clone Wars film yeah um, and then like episode three being Revenge of the Sith because you don't need to change that because mm-hmm. it's perfect. Um, I I think like the weird thing about Phantom Menace is that it's so like detached. Like none yeah. of the characters feel like the same, especially since they replaced Yoda with CGI in the second one. It's like even like Yoda and like Obi Wan looks totally different. Anakin grows up like ten years. Mm-hmm. It just it does feel a bit weird, and it's like why did yeah, you decide to do this like so long? I mean like Star Wars is obviously used to having time jumps between films. But it's usually like one or two years, mm-hmm. not like I don't know, ten years. That's mad. Uh, I think it's something like that. Yeah, yeah. Well, the whole point of the first film is just so you can see Anakin as a kid. Like I'm pretty sure, like if you actually skim over the entire plot, mm. there's probably not a lot that is carried through the rest of the films. Yeah, I mean, it's what well, the Trade Federation are trying to are basically sort of putting blockades around planets and slowly mm-hmm. invading places and taking control and you sort of start to see the only thing that, that really does that carries on to other films is it shows Palpatine's rise to power by getting himself yeah. in the Chancellor seat mm-hmm. which is an important part but I didn't need to sit like he could have just been Chancellor when the film yeah. started and it wouldn't have made too much oh, yeah. of a difference I understand that that's part of it and you mm-hmm. kind of need that manipulation and that definitely does help I think watching the prequels overall, it is Palpatine's story, really. Seeing him from yeah, it is. rising through power and like his sort of taking of control, and I really love that element of it. Actually, I mean, I think mm-hmm. again with Ian McDermott's performance, which we'll talk about more in Attack of the Clones and Revenge of the Sith, I'm sure. But like in this, I think that's the only story that I can really think of because the Gungans aren't important. Mm-mm. Not at like, all. Like Naboo isn't important. Not at all. I like the Trade Federation, but again, like. That they are just a substitute. I, I like the idea that yeah. they're all CGI and it's all like. I, I like the fact that they're all robots because it gives like the opportunity to have the Jedi just like cut through them so easily and just like. <laughs> basically, you get to see the Jedi yeah. on top form just killing yeah. lots of things without it being gory. It's the same reason why in films like the, like the World's End, it's like they've got blue blood or something like that. So it's like mm-hmm. it, it just doesn't feel gory because it doesn't feel real. You're not killing people even yeah. though you are. 
And it's the kind of same sort of thing. It's why, like, you could get away with killing droids, but not, like, stormtroopers. Which is, again, like, why yeah. uh, a lot of people have said about Bad Batch is kind of, like, a sort of interesting thing. Because with the Clone Wars, you could just kill as many droids as possible, and it looks, like, big and bombastic. But now it's, like, clones versus clones. It's a bit like, mm, yeah. can you show as much of that? Can you show clones getting, like, brutally murdered? I don't know, maybe. <laughs> well, I mean, it's the same with the stormtroopers, isn't it? I yeah, kind of, yeah. Is it the the same kind of thing where you get to see stormtroopers get slaughtered up in the originals and uh, yeah, in like rebels then, and stuff like yeah, that? Yeah, I saw in rebels yeah. a little bit more, but I don't mm-hmm. in the in the originals. There's not. I don't know if there's that many really that die like on camera. Probably the odd, yeah. There's probably the odd time when one but, gets shot, like not but... to the level of like droids where they get like sliced oh, no, in no, half no, and not, like yeah. arms cut off, heads cut off. Well, like, well, you never get like thousands of stormtroopers coming storming up, do you? It's always like a million droids. Which yeah, just, yeah. Versus two Jedi and all the droids are dead. So exactly, yeah. Which is brilliant, and then, I, I I do like that. But I'm just but then the droids have a bit of humour to them as well. Yeah, which I quite I quite like. I mean, that's developed more in the Clone Wars as well, isn't it? They sort of yeah. like piss a bit at them a bit more. But I think that's like mm-hmm. something can be said about the world building there, because the Clone Wars does so much right, and the Clone Wars is so bloody enjoyable. But mm. it doesn't do that much different to the prequels. It just slightly changes the writing and suddenly yeah, it works exactly. the world's the same the characters are the same yeah. yet it bloody works because the acting performances are good and the writing is good and that's all you needed and unfortunately like i kind of wish that like dave filoni was around back then to sort of help out because that would have been can you imagine how good that would have been it would have been brilliant yeah because it was only a few years later that he sort of joined the the team for clone wars really well, it must have been like 2008 uh, so about three years after yeah, Revenge of the sith came out which is yeah i think mad. clone wars was 2008 when it started and then that's had yeah that's gone all the way up until last year really yeah and I, we're not going to say too much about clone wars in terms of spoilers but if you haven't seen it yeah, and you're yeah. a big star wars fan and you want the prequels to be better in any way shape or form um go and watch the clone wars it's brilliant i you know i put it off for so many years and i, I binged it all last year um, along with Rebels, and it was absolutely fantastic. And as a, like a Star Wars fan generally, it was a lot more rewarding than most of the films have been, to be honest. So, I yeah, I was raised on Clone Wars. So yeah, yeah. I watched it um, like Ahsoka Tano. Yeah, no, of course. No major spoilers, but oh, I've said this to years of to course. you. Yeah. Um, she's always, always, always been my favorite character. Like through the entire thing, ups downs, mm. whether she was in it or not. That what happens during the end, it's just she's hands down my favorite character through the entirety of the franchise i'm not gonna and that's purely because of clone yeah Wars. oh well i mean to, to be honest kind of like same not my ultimate like favorite character but i do think she's one of the best and i'm like so excited to see what else they do with her especially in this ahsoka series mandalorian yeah. series three um potentially bad batch we'll see um possibly yeah do you think just a sort of side comment to bad batch because obviously it's quite recent um mm-hmm. Do you think Omega is going to be like the Ahsoka of Bad Batch, where it's like a character that everyone sort of really hates, and then suddenly she's going to end up being quite good? Yes, because I have a theory after oh. the second episode of Bad Batch. Okay, well, we, 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 we can talk about that now, because there's not really much too much else to say about The Phantom Menace. Yeah. It's, it's politics, it's a bit dull. It's a pretty good yeah. film, and there's a couple more things we want to mention after, but we can talk about Bad Batch for a bit only thing extra that i say at the clone wars and about darth maul is i don't know if you've seen it but uh there was a book released a little while ago uh, about i don't read. um george lucas's plan well i just watched a youtube video about it oh um george lucas's plan for the sequel films oh. whether it was planned during the prequels or not which i doubt it was darth maul was the intended villain for george lucas's sequel trilogy 
Yeah. So and that, that would have been good, but I think Clone Wars yeah. kind of wiped that out a little bit. Yeah, it was meant to be, prefer, to be honest, um, yeah. it was meant to be him versus like Leia uh, on, and I think Luke was meant to die in between um, what would have been six and seven. Yeah, I can't remember exactly. And Leia was meant to take that over as the, the main character. And then it was meant to be like the, the, it was Darth Maul and Leia were meant to like kind of converge on something. They were trying to find something that was related to Luke and the Jedi and the force. That, but I can't exactly remember. That seems like that was done in Rebels with Ezra. So yeah, trying to exactly. Find, like, which I think, which I think was probably where yeah. they went with it. When, I, yeah. I, yeah, I think was probably that was probably what was what they took from it. But uh, the all three films were planned, right? But obviously, yeah, they went. I, different I don't know how I feel about that to be honest, because I feel like Darth Maul would have been ancient by that point. Now I understand that, like, oh, would have yeah. changed the way that story played out anyway. But mm-hmm. I kind of, I kind of prefer what they did. I mean, I, 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 I like George Lucas's ideas for the sequel trilogy. There's a lot of like things there, but I'm sure mm-hmm. again, like, I'm sure. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I mean, it, it's it looked and sounded good, but I'm not sure. It, like little elements like that, yeah. like Darth Maul versus Whether it would have worked or not. Yeah. Like, yeah. Mm, I don't know. There probably would have been extra stuff behind it to do with Sounds a bit, the dark side of the force and agent is, and stuff like that. Is, yeah, probably. Um, yeah. But yeah, no. Um, what's your theory Back with Bad Batch? Because I'm curious. I now. think so. In episode two of the Bad Batch, um, minor spoilers. Yeah, of course. For episode one and two, just like yeah. So the whole point of Omega is she's Omega, or Omega as she says. Um, she's meant to be a, a defective clone mm. like mm. the Bad Batch. My prediction is, so first of all, she's the only, as far as I'm aware, the only female clone, mm-hmm. or whether she's male, I don't know. Mm. I think she's a female clone. Mm. My prediction is that she's a Force sensitive clone. That would be really I think that's interesting. Her I think that's her defective trait. I mean, they said in episode two that every clone is made for a purpose, even the defective ones. Yeah. So what that's, is so, her yeah, purpose? It could have been. My... There's something like, oh, she's a, she's just like a medic. I think that's kind of that is a ploy. There's 16 episodes in this series, and I think there's definitely is room there? to develop. Yeah. Oh, I didn't realize there was 16. 16. I didn't know how many there was. Yeah. So it's like a proper full-on. Yeah, animated. basically. I mean, I, I have to say, like, it, I was a bit wary about it going in, but it got me straight away with. The Clone oh, Wars intro showing a bit of yeah. Revenge of the Sith. I was like, oh, you just yeah. that's brilliant. And uh, and Caleb as well. Yes, that's what got me straight Kick, away. When, Ka- Caleb. when Caleb came in, I was like, that's brilliant. And I looked back at the finale of Clone Wars, and you can see in the very first episode of that sort of final four-part arc. Yeah. Um, there's a, one of the sort of opening scenes you can see Caleb and his, his master like at the hologram table being sent off wow. to that planet. So I'm like. They, they they knew what they were doing this whole time. Like they wow. I, I watched like a, I've just stumbled upon it yesterday when I was like going through Disney Plus. I was like I'm gonna rewatch a bit of that and see what see what that were like. And when I watched mm. that intro, I was like, first of all, this is brilliant. Second of all, I've just realised that that's Caleb and yeah. his master. The same. Well, I, I same didn't ones. know who was like doing the bad batch, and then the second that Caleb was, on, I was like, alright, it's Dave Filoni. Yeah, it's, um, it's, Dave, it's Dave Filoni. Away. Yeah, it's Dave Filoni. And then obviously like Tarkin. And like Saw Guerrero, yeah. Like in episode one, yeah, yeah. I was like, wow. Saw Guerrero was a very good uh, air. Yeah, good, I could see it. when it was like a small rebel group. I was like, yeah, it's gonna be Saw Guerrero. He always makes it in. Always, always manages it. He's always. I'll be interested to, to see. I'll be interested. Because... The thing that I'm really interested in Bad Batch is to see how like the cloning stuff worked because like mm-hmm. there's that sort of really weird mystery between like the Empire Empire and like the Republic where it's like mm-hmm. it's not really made clear when the clones get phased out. And I'm kind of yeah, interested well, to see how they do that. And I think they're going to like do something really exciting. I, I, yeah, there is like yeah. an order that's executed 
which is when all right the clones are gone mm. whether they'll I, I don't know when they in the timeline it. it is they must and i don't know whether it's early on i know that it definitely happens um, but I don't know when the timeline it is, so whether this season will cover it or a later season will cover it, or if they do later seasons, I don't know. There probably will be um, more than one. I, I can expect yeah. it to be at least like three. Yeah. But um, I, I'm I'm, 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 I'm anticipating it. I think it could be really dark to show them getting killed or something. Like I just yeah. I don't know. That that could be quite exciting. I'm I'm enjoying it so far. I have to say Omega is killing me a little bit. Yeah. I, I when agree. I find myself rooting for her, sort of go with the family. I'm like, okay, I realise I don't really like this character as much as I, I like, did. They were like, go off, go with the family. I was like, that's just not going to happen. Yeah, I knew, well, I knew it wasn't, <laughs> but I was sitting there. I was like, happen. please, please. Please, just go. Because <laughs> I was like, you can come back in a few episodes' time. I know you're in the trailer, but you can come back in a few episodes' yeah. time. You'd have to be... So it's interesting, but I don't know. I, I, I think it's, again, but it's Dave Filoni. So exactly. I trust, I, I do trust him. I, d- I don't, yeah, with, I, I don't have any any hesitance I, I fully trust with Rebels Clone Wars and Mandalorian under his belt as well as other shows that he's working on now with Star Wars I kind of feel like he's definitely going to try and connect them and the weird hints that we had in Mandalorian about cloning and stuff I think there's an interesting thing there that could very easily be picked up I'm still waiting to see Grogu in this series mind I'm like I, oh every episode my, oh I'm like my, where is he oh my. where is he I mean we're oh not, we're not gonna, I didn't even think about that it's just finished right after Order 66 I mean we've got to know Someone took him from that temple. He's around yeah. somewhere. He's somewhere. Where the hell is he? What's he doing? He's got to show up at some point because there's not going to be another TV show that sort of shows this era. But um, the only stuff I know, like, so when the Bad Batch is set, mm. obviously, um, like you have Anakin's obviously with the Darth Vader with Palpatine. Mm. Obi Wan's gone to Tatooine. Luke and Leia have gone off with the two separate families. Mm. Ahsoka is somewhere. Um, in hiding on a on a planet that's a distant area, right? Um, because it was it's in the book. I read the book. Right, um, right. Stan, obviously. Wow. Um, and then <laughs> we don't know where Cal is. I'm <clears throat> assuming Caleb's gonna come into it at some point again. Probably. I'm not. I'm I would not, assume. He's gonna... <clears throat> I'm not sure about that. I, I I I like the idea of it, but I'm also a bit hesitant because it's very clearly like a sort of mm-hmm. 30, 40 year old man's voice on a on a child's body, which is kind of weird. It was kind of it was weird. Quite jarring, but I could tell who the character it was. was. Yeah, it's kind of what it was. Straight it was funny away, watching yeah. reaction videos of people who hadn't seen Rebels, which I think is a travesty anyway. If you're going to be reacting to Bad Batch on YouTube and you haven't seen the other animated shows, yeah. it seems a bit weird. But they're going like, yeah. "Oh, this guy sounds weird." It's like, yeah, because it's a <laughs> character that already exists. <laughs> like, watch the it fucking was, show. <laughs> it was brilliant though, like the way it was done. Um, like his master's death. It's exactly how it's described in Rebels. Yeah. Because when he like he meets um certain people and they try and prey on that or oh, you abandon your master you did this that and the other you le- left it to die which is exactly how they show it in mm. uh, in Bad Batch mm. exactly and I think that's brilliant I think it was brilliantly done and yeah yeah. Um, is there anything else you want to say about Phantom Menace before we take our first sort of break on this episode I still prefer to attack the clones oh yeah no it's definitely it's I'll, definitely yeah. my second favourite out of the yeah. three which is not oh, saying much doubt, yeah. Um, yeah I'm not going to go on too much about CGI because attack of the clones is such a, like a non-entity that like the only thing we really talk about is a CGI so I'll probably go on about that a little bit um, yeah. during that um, but finally for each of these films um, I'm going to sort of ask a little question do you have a particular a particular favourite sort of meme moment from these films? Because there's a lot of lines that have been memed oh. to shit. Um, is there a particular favourite you have specifically from The Phantom Menace alone? Oh, I don't know. 
I can give you mine I like the, if you want. I like the always bigger fish one. That is mine. I think, <laughs> yeah, I think that would probably have to be it. It's ridiculous. I just love how yeah, stupid it's... it is. It's <laughs> such a visual representation of a metaphor that doesn't need to exist. So they're just going underwater. They could have had like, this cool adventure, like, followed by a fish, which gets eaten by a bigger fish. And bigger Liam Neeson fish. looks directly into the camera and goes, there's always a bigger fish. It's like, there's no need <laughs> to have that line in there because... We've seen it. Like I've seen. Yes, there's yeah. a fish, a bigger fish, which has eaten that fish. Saying there's always a bigger fish. It's like that's just you didn't need. To, you didn't, who's like, who are you talking to, Liam? Like <laughs> it's the fact that he looks in the camera. Yeah, and just yeah. Just there's always a bigger fish. It's like uh, it's the best line for me. The oh, best meme brilliant. line. Um, oh, without a doubt. Without a doubt. I can't really think of any others, really. Other than I like, see. I can't think of any others because I feel like, like the next two are, you an angel? are the ones where. <laughs> oh, spinning, that's a good trick. Um, now, this is pod racing. Think... Yeah, there's, there is quite a few Oh, of the yes, menace. this is pod racing. I mean... Are we allowed to say Anakin falling in love with Padme? Are we allowed to say that's just a massive meme for the entire show? <laughs> yeah. Because it just yeah. is. Yeah. Oh, God. The pod race. Actually, pod racing's up there as actually, well. Yeah, actually, I'll mention the pod racing. That's a classic. That was good. The pod racing, I actually yeah. liked pod the class. pod racing bit. I didn't used to, but I actually really liked that. I thought that was quite fun. And it was like high speed and the music was great the music was great actually the music is great for yeah. all these films oh, but Jewel, um, Jewel of Fates we just have to yeah yeah do you see Dave Filoni talking about Jewel of Fates on the Mandalorian behind the scenes yeah so good yes I so did good. when he was like I did yeah he's explaining why this is such a pivotal moment why it's the Jewel of the Fates because they're not battling yeah. for each other they're battling for the fate of Anakin of mm-hmm. what his path will lead to if Qui-Gon yeah. dies the only Jedi mm-hmm. that believes in him he'll become Darth Vader and if yeah. Qui-Gon lives, he'll become, like, the most powerful Jedi of all time and he'll bring balance to the... Well, not bring balance to the galaxy, but it'll, you know, all that sort of thing. He'll be a yeah. great Jedi. Um, yeah. So it, it's interesting, and I thought that was a really, really great sort of breakdown. But um, that is, I think, everything I kind of want to say about The Phantom Menace, unless there's anything that you uh, want to bring up now. Uh, nothing that I can think now, of. No, Bosnas is great, and that's about it. Um, <clears throat> yeah, we'll See you after the first little break we got here, um, and when we come back, we'll be talking to about his choice for the record spinner, as well as talking about Attack of the Clones. So, <laughs> see you in a minute. Hello and welcome back to uh, part two of the uh, Star Wars prequels episode of Spill Your Beans. Um, now we're going to be talking about Attack of the Clones, but just before we do, I'm going to be talking to Cooper about his choice for the record spinner. So, um, I did ask you to prepare a few things, but uh, this is basically what this little segment is. Um, the record spinner. I'm, I'm going to ask you to pick a particular, what, like one standout film soundtrack. If you could not listen to any other film soundtracks ever again, you had to listen to this one. You can either pick a soundtrack or you can pick a single track from a film. It's totally, totally up to you. But, yeah, that's that. What is the one that you think you'd pick? Out of everything, the one that, like, stands out. Feel free to have a think, but, yeah, one soundtrack or one track. Totally up to you. I haven't done this for this episode, but mine would genuinely be Duel of Fates. Wow, okay. And I genuinely haven't done this just for the episode. It would... That would generally be my answer. I find myself walking down the street or walking in school or just sitting in the house and just, like, literally just doing the da-da, like, just singing it. Like, that's... <laughs> that's I'm, I'm No word of a lie. You can ask my girlfriend, there's times when we're just sitting there and I'll just start, like, humming it or I'll just... 
out of nowhere just start singing it like that, that was really cool moves just... wasn't it <laughs> oh well obviously um... <laughs> there's, a, there's a video that's just got when i made her well not made her but we watched all the star wars films and when we were watching Jewel of Fates, there's me with a duvet, and I'm just walking down the stairs going... Of that's the best way it's to just enjoy these films. Because yeah. it's so synoptic, and it's so famous, and it's so perfect, and it's just amazing. Okay, you, like, yeah, you've justified that choice then, I think. That's that's totally I, fair enough, yeah. I just, like, I absolutely love it. Like, I will... I could, lish, I could sit and listen to it for hours and hours and hours. Mm. Well, there we go, then. That, that, that... Jewel of the Fates, that's your choice. Uh, last week we had um, Pure Imagination from uh, Willy Wonka and the Chocolate Factory. So we've got two that's, yeah, that's two classics for the first two episodes yeah. of this, and I'm very, very happy with that decision, so that's great. Um, so, moving on from that, that's brilliant. Um, Attack <laughs> of the Clones, oh, everyone's favourite Star Wars film. Now, I wish this was slightly better, just so I could say that Rise of Skywalker is the worst Star Wars film, but like, despite how much I despise that film, I can't put it below this because this is trash to me. I, I, I really want to like it because I love the Camino stuff. I, re- I just love the aesthetic yeah. of Camino, and not just Camino because Camino. of the Lego games, but I just, I love. I think the John Williams score is incredible. Yeah. I think the visuals are really striking. I do hate the fact, however, with this film that. 90% of it is like CGI. Yeah. They just went ham on it. And you don't even need to half the time. Like, you could have built a set for Camino. You didn't have to do all of it in CGI. I mean, fuck, they're all just white rooms. Oh, yeah. You don't need... All blue. Yeah, they're literally just white rooms with blue screens. But, like... But then what? Revenge of the Sith is some of it as well, isn't it? But, yeah. But Revenge of the we'll Sith is a bit better on it, though. I feel like Phantom Menace yeah. was like teasing, going, "Oh, should we do a bit of CGI? Ooh, a bit of CGI in there?" Attack of the Clones is, yeah, let's just do. Yeah, but yeah. compare though, like to Attack no, of no, the Clones. No, no, yeah, oh, yeah. If you I compare mean, it to Attack of the Clones, like you got like the the Gungans who are the sort of CGI characters, but like the Trade Federation, oh, yeah. like uh, and like Darth Maul and all that sort of thing. They're all like yeah. live action characters, prosthetics, mm-hmm. um, all that sort of stuff. And like the pod race and stuff, yeah. But like, it looks good. It doesn't look mm-hmm. like trash. Yeah, yeah. It doesn't look bad, CJ. But then, Whereas you, this is. But then, yeah, you go to Attack of the Clones, yeah. and like every character, every set, every like location is just all CGI. At least with mm-hmm. Phantom Menace, they went to Tatooine, and it was like an actual yeah, yeah. desert. And I know they go there again mm-hmm. in this film, but it's just mm-hmm. like, it's just shit. <laughs> I just, it's so like. It is a long film. It really drags oh. on. Yeah. Um, and to be honest, I, ju- I just... I can't really say much good about it. I mean, I don't know. Feel free to jump in with... The, the only connection I have to this film, and the only reason I kind of like it, isn't doesn't have anything to do with the film. It's purely because of the Lego games. Yeah. And well, that, same, yeah. yeah. It's, yeah. I love when the Droid Factory bit comes on. I go, oh, I remember Droid Factory when I was playing that yeah. as a kid. But that's like, that's it. There's no... The massive fight scene at the end, do you remember it from the Lego games, not from the film? Mm, mm. And like, it's like, yeah, I just, it's just, it's just weird, isn't it? It's just a really, really yeah, weird it's not, film. it's not a nice film. Even from right at the beginning, with the uh, attempted assassination and X, Y, and Z, the bounty weird, hunter, and weird story, it's just, it? yeah. I, mean, I think, like, again, it, it is a testament when you see these characters in, in newer properties. And when Tamara Morrison came back for the Mandalorian for Boba Fett. 
you can just see yeah. how like good directing and good writing can really change yeah. your performance. It's not always about the yeah. performance because Tamara Morrison in the prequels was shit. He's just like, oh yeah, I just a simple yeah. man making my way in the galaxy. <laughs> it's just, <laughs> what are you talking about? Like, that's yeah, just exactly. oh, come on. And yeah, I, I think it is. I try to like this film, but it is the dialogue's really disjointed. That scene specifically, actually, when um, Django Fett meets Obi Wan. The dialogue is so jarring. Yeah. It's like, uh, well, I can't remember what it is now, but it's it's so, like, it's, it's, it is bad. It's, it's it's something along the lines of, like, oh, yeah. oh, what, you know, who are you? What, what what are you up to? Oh, I'm this person. Ever went to Camino? Not Camino. Ever went to Coruscant? Yeah. Was, I'm just a simple man making my way in the universe. What? Okay. Any normal person would be like, fuck are you talking about? What are, you, what are you? What are you going on about? This isn't. This isn't normal conversation. Yeah, Boba Fett it's must not have been a... thinking, what? What? What is, exactly, what is going yeah. on? It's so weird. But you know, I, I want to like it, but I just can't. It's 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 crap. I mean, let's get on to the Anakin stuff because yeah. that's what people are probably waiting for. Jesus. Fucking hell. <laughs> uh, I think Hayden Christensen in this film isn't ideal. No, he's not great, is he? He's really not. He's not great. He could be better. He could be better. Yeah, it's not a good representation of Anakin in his training era. Um, Yeah, it's it's not. No, it's just not. One thing I will say is I I like. You know what? I actually like Anakin when he's not with Padme in this film. I know that's a hot take, but like. The opening, I mean, the, yeah, that's a bit shit, actually. <laughs> um, what I mean is, I, specifically, I, I quite like the bit where he goes and, like, kills all the Tusken Raiders and, like, saves his mum. That yeah, that's That's good. really well done. And then he comes back to Padme, he's like, I killed them all, the women and the children. And it's just really like, oh, oh no. I also, forgot about that scene, Yeah, actually. and Padme would just break up with him right there. Like, she wouldn't even pursue anything like that. It's like, she is yeah. a senator. She's got a yeah. high reputation. And she's yeah. like, yeah, I'm just going to date this, like, genocidal mental case who's just murdered all these, like, women and children. Yeah, they're just <laughs> raiders, but, like, they, it doesn't matter. They're still people, aren't they? They're still they're still living, breathing things. If, if, he went, if Anakin went and killed loads of dogs, it would still be bad. You know what I mean? I completely forgot about the women and children scene. How did you, feel? How did you, how did you forget about, about that? It. It's one of the most... I don't, there's so many memes in this, and there's just so oh, many it's, moments it's, that are just me. chaotic. Yeah. I mean, Revenge of the uh, Sith is worse with that, but there is a lot of memes yeah. in this one. I'm trying to think. I, we'll, get, we'll, get, we'll get to that in a bit, but... Yeah, yeah. I mean... Uh, I, this film... Yeah. This is my least favourite. Like, Star, out of all the Star Wars films and prequels, all Star Wars films, this is my least favourite. You know, the thing is with this, right, this would be a better film if they made a special edition and upgraded the CGI. Genuinely. Yeah. Would be yeah. so much better. And I, and I know that's mm-hmm. like, you can't fix dialogue, you can't fix shit like that. Someone made a fan edit of this really? film. I only know of this because it was in like someone else's YouTube review, so I haven't actually seen this fan edit. Mm-hmm. But it was something like, they trimmed the fat and managed to cut away about half an hour from the film and it still works. Wow. They like in, they added like a added bit of dialogue in where I can't remember what her name is, the bounty hunter at the beginning when she's like dying. She just goes she remember. just says, Oh, Camino system Which cuts out the whole story of like the, the whole like subplot of like Obi Wan searching the Jedi Library, Dexter's mm-hmm. bloody diner restaurant thing. Don't have to have that shit. So he just goes it's straight like the to Camino. Oh the the death stick scene happened before that. 
This is that oh, the, you, know, okay, you, know, you know Obi Wan's friend with his like four arms and he's like, ah, yeah, yeah, I just can't remember when it is. I need to go to Camino. It smells like Camino. Like, it's weird. Yeah, the Death Six is a great. That's a great line. I love that. Um. I, no, the whole film's just chaotic, and it is chaotic. there is a yeah. lot. Phantom Menace has unnecessary dialogue, but Attack of the Clones has even more unnecessary dialogue. Mm. You don't need women and children. Yeah, you don't need <laughs> what you've just said about the hunting around the Jedi Library. Yeah, you don't need all that. the archives incomplete. You don't need that at all. There's so much of it that you just don't need. Yeah, it is. It is of. It is lacking in a lot of areas, um, mainly story and entertainment. <laughs> Yeah. Which are usually yeah. two like big factors when you're making a film. Um, <laughs> it's, it, yeah, it could be a lot better. It's, it, it's. I think of the things they actually say about this film. It's not really anything there. The one thing I will praise this on, and the one thing I will give George Lucas credit for, you know, God forbid, um, <laughs> is that he stuck to his guns, because the yeah, Phantom Menace isn't great. Attack of the Clones is is terrible. But I actually really like Revenge of the Sith. And I think a lot of people do, and we'll get onto that. But the thing I will say is that if he'd taken the Disney approach and, like, tried to frantically damage control and change it, we wouldn't have even had Revenge of the Sith. Yeah. I like the yeah, fact that's... that he's built a world, he's got a story, and he's going to bloody stick to it. <clears throat> yeah, I didn't think about that, actually. That he completely and stuck to his guns. He stuck to his guns, no matter what. And we ended up getting, actually, quite a good film. I know all three of these films mm-hmm. are a bit shit, but actually, low-key... I get so much more enjoyment out of this aesthetic and this era of Star Wars than I do with any other era. I like the Empire stuff, don't get me wrong, I love the original trilogy, they are the better films because they are actually good films, but the aesthetic of the prequels is something really nice, and if they ever, I just, please, Disney, commission a, commission an upscaling, uh, a remaster, something like that, because you improve the CGI in these films, you're going to have like significantly better films. Put it on Disney Plus. You know? Yeah. Put it on Disney Plus only and people will like enjoy it more. You know, people will always have the DVD versions and all that sort of thing of like the original edits. Just change it, like update, you know, put some money towards it. You've got CGI artists who I'm sure will be willing to do that because how exciting would that be? We've already had special editions of the original trilogy which no one needed. I mean, that was just ridiculous. It didn't need to be updated. We didn't need that. I'm sure we'll yeah, end up getting onto that if we ever talk about the original trilogy. But, like, mm-hmm. with the prequels, they just look like shit. So actually upgrade them. Nah, we'll just leave them. Why? Upgrade them. Do something. Like, actually, yeah, like, it's... change it. Edit it down. Make the films work better as well. Like, don't let a fan edit be, like, your legacy of, like, mm-hmm. the best version of this film. Like, m- upgrade it. Do some CGI replacements. And YouTubers out there, YouTubers making projects and doing, like, CGI stuff, make some CGI adjustments to this film. Or The Phantom Menace, or Revenge of the Sith. Either or, like, they look like ass. Do something. There's a market there, and I don't understand why it's not being tapped into. Anyway, rant over. Um, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, Attack of the Clones... Yeah, it's shit, isn't it? Yeah, I, it's chaotic. It's quite necessary, quite pointless in places. Yeah, I, I like I, certain scenes, but beyond that, I mean, like I like, I like Count Dooku. Yeah, even if he does, even if he does nothing, I mm-hmm. like him, and I like the end yeah. scene where he like meets Palpatine like on like the other side of Coruscant. 
mm-hmm. and you've got that music playing and you've got the Imperial March that plays when the clones yeah. are made that's all like, really cool I just don't know how I feel about certain elements of it I mean like the, the romantic subplot just doesn't feel realistic there's no way that Padme would would date him after all yeah. of that after all the creepy staring the sorry my lady yeah, like, all that sort of stuff it's just really weird and yeah yeah, I don't really know what else to say. I'm trying to like think about what stuff to say about Attack of the Clones, but actually this is going to be a really... What about, what about fight short... scenes? What about fight scenes? Alright, yeah, fight we'll... scenes. I mean, fight what scenes. fight scenes? There's Anakin and Obi-Wan versus Count Dooku. There's Yoda versus Count Dooku. <laughs> where, the, where that famous but... screech came from. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um... <laughs> and it's Yoda just flipping about. Yeah, CGI Yoda. CGI Sorry, Yoda. Gotta... And CGI poor Christopher Lee trying to just swing a stick around frantically, <laughs> not knowing where he's looking. Um... <laughs> God, yeah, he just doesn't look. Yeah, doesn't. he doesn't have a clue. <laughs> I think the fight scenes in this are terrible. Oh yeah, they're. I mean, you can talk about choreography all you want, but when you include you're having a lightsaber fight and you include like ten seconds worth of shots of just a close up of Anakin and Count Dooku just with <laughs> just swinging in front of my face, I'm like, what the fuck is that? That's not that's not a lightsaber fight. That's just that's what a kid does at Disneyland with a light stick. <laughs> That is, that's all, that's, it's pointless. Yeah, just it swinging is. it in front of your face going, uh, it's just, I know that's not what they're doing, but like, it looks like that's what they're doing. And that's the point. Because the one thing that you have to do in a film is, you know, make it look like what's happening is happening. If you can't even make it look like that's happening, then you just failed the first step of making a bloody film. I feel like you saying what fight, me saying fight scenes and you go, what fight scenes just basically says yeah the jedi everything. the jedi attack on the arena that's cool i like seeing it's cool all... but not done well yeah i i don't mind it i like seeing all the jedi i like seeing it's cool like i like seeing sam jackson like threaten the, the... count dooku and like jangle fett that's always really cool it's like the party's over i love that that's great and then when he like beheads jangle that's all brilliant as well the best thing and i will stick to this gun the best thing to come out of this film it's the story about Samuel Jackson saying he wants to be seen in that scene, and that's why he got the purple lightsaber. That's that's the that best is thing. Brilliant. And I, I, that's I do, the best thing to come out of this film. I do, and I will, I do I will stick that. to that good. I do love that. It, that is brilliant, to be honest. I do. It, I, it, that, it, that story is is, is fantastic. Um, and he goes, "I want a purple one." And he goes, "We'll see what we can do." Yeah, because he just like threatens George Lucas. <laughs> Literally. So, <laughs> like, oh, we 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 don't we don't do that. We we only have like green and blue. And, like, <laughs> I want a purple one. I want a purple <laughs> one. Like, 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 give me a purple one. I want a purple one. I want to stand out. And George Lucas like, oh, okay. We'll see what we All can right. do. Um, it, yeah, that's brilliant. I love that. That was just made up just for that because Sam Jackson wanted a purple lightsaber. That's brilliant. Have you seen that um, Sam Jackson's been sharing stuff as well with the hashtag Mace Lives? No. On social media, he's been doing it. Oh. He's been doing it for ages, but he's still keeping it up. Yeah. Bless him. He's still still carrying on. He's wearing like Mace Windu T-shirts and stuff on his Instagram. Bless him. That's cool. I've got to read that. That's I'd, quite, I'd like him. Cool. I'd like him to come back. I don't know how, but I would as well. They'd have, really, have really to wreck on the shit out of it, but I would love them to. Because it's he's... just well, obviously we'll talk about when we get Revenge of the Sith. Because it's... of course, yeah. yeah. I mean, there's a lot to say about Revenge of the Sith, but yeah. Oh yeah. Um, well, I think since we're basically like stuck with what to say about Attack of the Clones because it's so shit, we'll quickly uh, mention. Favorite meme of this film? Uh, sand. That's, <laughs> That's a classic. It's the it, yeah. best. It's the best meme of it's. It's one of my favorites. I hate sand. It's coarse. It's rough, and it gets everywhere. 
hands down. Yeah. Without a doubt. It's so unnecessary. It's brilliant. And it's in such a weird spot of the film. I hate sand. But yeah, it's, it's great. It's great. <laughs> I don't... It's so brilliant. I just... I don't know what my favourite is. I think there's loads of them. I do quite like the, the Django Fett one. It's like, I'm just a simple man making my way in the universe. <laughs> I think that's brilliant. Um... Does he say that in Mandalorian? He does. He yeah. Yeah, I, that's because he says a same. He says a similar thing. Comes back and he goes, uh, "I'm just a simple man making my way in the galaxy." I'm like, I yeah, because he asks who it is. Yeah, yeah. It's good. It's like in Bad Batch when they were like, "He's more machine than man." I'm like, no, that's good. That's <laughs> good. Yeah, it's like Star Wars loves to reference itself yeah, all the time, and I love it. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm trying to think what else there is in Attack the Clones. There actually isn't as many as I thought there was, to be honest, in terms of memes. Um, the, the scream, which I guess counts. Well, yeah, but that was memed by Lego, wasn't it? That wasn't really memed by the <laughs> yeah, film. Yeah, it was yeah. just like taken out of context. But it's a great little moment. Um, the thing is, we're going to struggle when we get to Revenge of the Sith because there's so many. I mean, I know exactly what mine is for Revenge of the Sith already. I'm sure. Because I quote it. I quote it. Yeah. Well, we'll get to that. You're, there's so many that yeah, I Yeah, we'll love. get to that. I, I can't oh, really yeah. think about Attack of the Clones. Maybe the, yeah, maybe the Django Fett one. Um, there's simple. the Django Fett one. There's course rough gets everywhere. Women and children. Yeah, that's that's that, a classic. That's yeah. one as well. That's a classic um, as well. It seems the archives are incomplete. That's a bit shit. That oh one. yeah. Yeah. That it's, one's in it as well. It's not yeah. really memorable as much. Yeah. Yeah, but then that sums up the whole film, isn't it? Not really as memorable. I I, I watched <laughs> yeah. it like not too long ago, about half a year ago, and mm-hmm. I forgot it already. So that says a lot. Um, yeah. Um, we were going to take a break before going on to the next segment, but I think we might just do the next segment right now and then spend longer talking about Revenge of the Sith because, mm-hmm. to be honest, Attack of the Clones is such a again like a non-entity. There's not really much to say about it. Um, it's both of our least favorites. I think we've basically got the same list for this. Yeah. Attack of the Clones worse, yeah, Phantom think... Menace, then Revenge of the Sith. Yeah. And I, I, this is just, yeah, this is shit. So, um. <laughs> We're going to uh, take a sort of little meander over to the, and this is a fantastic name that I'm very happy with because it's very elaborate, but the uh, the 64K Ultra Mega High Definition range. This is a significant range, Cooper. This is a range where only the most elite tier films get put onto this range. It's not Blu-ray, okay. it's not Steelbook, it's not 4K, it's not sci- kind of, whatever it is, Citerion Collection or whatever. It's this mm-hmm. new range, this Ultra Ultra HD. It's more high definition that you've anything you've ever seen the sound is yeah. crisp and mm-hmm. it is it's, it's brilliant but you've got you can only put one film in there so i'm gonna ask what film would you put if you had the choice into the 64k ultra mega high definition range <laughs> my film would be and it is my favorite film of all time <laughs> it will always stand it is i can watch it as many times as I want and I never get bored of it mm. it makes me cry every single time without fail it is Forrest Gump it is a masterpiece of a film it has comedy it has emotion it if you haven't seen it it's Tom Hanks I, I just I absolutely love it, I, it I, that, that is no surprise at all because I know how much you love that film I was it, it's yeah there are films that are, there are, um, it's not the best film of all time there are films that are better I have watched better films mm. but there are films that I probably like more than Forrest Gump but Forrest Gump sits so well with me that and it will always be like it, it's just up there and it just can't be moved like just everything about it even the the music the music so 
uh, so synoptic with the film. Everyone, if you've seen the film, the accent. Yeah. That Tom Hanks is. Uh, even like the stories to do with the film and stuff, like the behind the scenes, mm. it's just it's all perfect. Yeah. I absolutely love it. It's... I could watch it a thousand times over and not not get bored. I've only seen it once, and I watched it last year for the first time. Um, it's it's brilliant, isn't it? It is a fantastic film. Yeah. Um, there's not really much I can say about it, but it is it's fantastic. It's been my favorite film for years. It is. Like, it's 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 the life of someone. And I love that when yeah. films can tell that sort of story, and it's really engaging um, to that degree. It's yeah. It's it doesn't surprise me at all that one. That's like the film you pick. Yeah. Um, but again, that it's up there for anyone. I think that that's not going to be the first. Uh, that'll not be the last time it's mentioned on this podcast. Probably, I think there's a lot of people out it's, there who love that film. It's just a wonderful film. It is a wonderful like, film. It is really good. Yeah. Yeah, <laughs> it's just it so wholesome. It's fantastic. It's just great. Uh, yeah, I absolutely love it. I, could, I, I, I couldn't. I agree can't fault it. And I kind of knew you were going to say that. I should have prepared some more. Oh notes yeah, anyone who knows me. Scott, anyone yeah. who knows me. Anyone who knows me. <laughs> but you've always rule number one is you've always got to have a top three films prepared because anyone can ask you that. It's a perfect question. Mm, mm, always. That's true. That's true. Um, but yeah, on that lovely note about Forrest Gump, we're going to take another little short break. And when we come back, we're going to be talking about Revenge of the Sith, as well as talking about some hot takes from you guys on Twitter, as well as some general summary reviews of the whole prequels. You know, where they went right, where they went wrong, all that sort of thing. See you in a minute. Welcome back to the final part of our Star Wars prequels, Spill Your Beans podcast review type thing. That was all in the wrong order, but it doesn't matter. You get the point. So to now, to now, what the fuck am I talking about? I'm going to do that again. <laughs> Jesus Christ. To now? Fuck me. Oh my God. Right. This is a mess. <laughs> <laughs> it's the prequels. It's like Yeah, that's true. <laughs> Welcome back to the final part of our Star Wars prequels review here on the Spill Your Beans podcast. Um, we're now going to be talking about Revenge of the Sith. We've talked about Fight the Menace, Attack of the Clones, and now we're talking about the best of the three, um, which I'm sure not many people will disagree with. It is a bit of a step up, Revenge of the Sith, isn't it? It's a massive step up. Yeah. It's huge. It's great. And not just in terms of meme content, but like in terms of yeah. actual like story. Now... Yeah, this does so much more than the previous films. It takes the politics angle and it does something interesting with it, with Palpatine's rise to power. Palpatine's actually just... He doesn't give a shit anymore. He's just evil, and I love that. He's just like... He's so obvious. He basically just tells Anakin that he's a Sith Lord and just Anakin's just too stupid to realise. Yeah. <laughs> just, <laughs> I, just, I just love it. He just starts up. He's yeah. like, Can I tell you a story that no Jedi would be able to tell you? About a Sith, yeah. This is a, a Sith safe. legend. Can I tell you this yeah. Sith legend that I just happened to know? <laughs> <laughs> that I just happened to have stumbled across. <laughs> it is good, though. I think um, the downsides come from... There's only a couple of scenes that I don't like in this film, really. And that's usually Anakin and Padme. Like, where he's where she goes... Oh, he's like, oh... Yeah, oh, you're, you're, you, you look so beautiful. She's like, it's only because I'm so in love. <laughs> <laughs> No, it's, it's, just, it's horrible. I hate that line. It's really grim. Um, it just doesn't. It doesn't sit right with me at all. It's just like yeah. that's just horrible. What? No, yeah. don't don't say that. Uh, you you ruined that. Um, 
yeah. So, um, Revenge of the, what is Revenge of the Sith? I mean, what what is what can be said about it that hasn't already been said? It's one that is. It's not a great film if you look at them films objectively, but as a Star Wars film, it is incredibly entertaining. And I'm really sticking to that word entertaining because it's not necessarily good. It's very entertaining for some right reasons, but also some wrong reasons as well. Yeah, I I think that like the humour is so good in this not just because it's been mm-hmm. memed but it is funny like this is a funny <laughs> yeah, film yeah it is a funny film it um, is. Whether, whether it's intended to be or not I'm not sure <laughs> but memes have kind of ruined it a little bit what, what do you think about that because I, I mean that's yeah Revenge of the Sith is my favourite Star Wars film it's not the best don't get me wrong I think it's, it's mine far from be the honest. best I think it's my favourite I personally. will say that it is my favourite Star Wars film from like the story through the entire film from the betrayal to the meme the memes definitely definitely put it up there uh but the the i feel like the memes carry a bit a little bit because, when you get a bit bored of yeah. that, there's, a new, there's a new meme especially in that first yeah. half an hour oh my god there's about there's yes. about like 20 just in that first thing like when they're flying to the ship there's that the um Oh no! This is where the fun begins. You've got the bit yeah. where it's like um, where they land in the hangar bay. It's like, oh, it's a trap. What's the next plan of action? Spring the trap. Oh god! <laughs> and Count Dooku, there's about three or four lines back and forth that all of them are like memes individually. It's like um, it's a uh... my powers are double since the last time we met, Count. Good, twice the pride, double the fall. <laughs> <laughs> oh, it's just. I'd be looking forward to this. Uh, yeah. <laughs> there you go, yeah. Yeah, and of course, the infamous... Um, yeah. <laughs> I'm going to do it. Oh, well. I'm, I'm, yeah, I'm going <laughs> to... Do it. I'm going to do it. I mean, it has to, it has to be done. It's, it's, it has to it's be a fantastic... Done. Um, it is a brilliant scene. And the thing is, jokes aside, I love it. I know it's jokey. It's, it's, it's memes, whatever. And that is kind of why it's funny, because I love the fact that like 19 20 odd years of jedi training from anakin can be sort of undone by just going do it i love it's brilliant yeah. you know say what you want always using the force or whatever but like he's like oh no i, I shouldn't kill this guy it's not the jedi way we've got him on his knees he's got no hands he can't exactly do anything do it it's That's literally it. like okay sure they're, they're trained for however many years you do not do this you yeah. do not do that two words Two words. But I think, in a way, you can spin that. And I think anything in this film you could spin into going, well, that makes sense. Because I think that does make sense. Yeah. This shows Anakin's oh, yeah. disobedience to the Jedi Order and yeah. the Council and how he trusts Palpatine more than he trusts the mm-hmm. his fellow Jedi. In in one little spiral. scene. And it is the beginning of that spiral. Yeah. He's like, okay, right, this this yeah. guy's willing to do what I say. He's willing to just kill someone like that. It's, I absolutely love it as a film. I think from literally from beginning to end, it's entertaining, but also... Mm. Like the story carries as well. Obviously, there's the odd Padme and Anakin scene, which I'd agree, which is a bit. Well, there's out so there, much but... less of them in this film. Like, it doesn't yeah. really matter. And just the entire story around it, mm. and especially because, obviously, with the ending being Darth Vader and course, leading into the originals, um, it kind of it takes what the two previous films were attempting to build build up with like Anakin and stuff, mm. but you can watch revenge of the sith and you you'd understand the entire the entire thing like yeah not that it writes off the previous two films but you, you can watch it without it's done so you can watch well it yeah without being part of like a trilogy you know yeah what I mean? it's um, done so well 
that it can be it could be there to stand alone. Yeah, I I I I think it's absolutely it is brilliant. I, I genuinely really like this film. I mean, it's not again not perfect by any stretch of the imagination, especially like the way it's shot and the CGI and the dialogue. Mm-hmm. It is a bit trashy in places. Yeah, but it is actually quite well made. The story is actually pretty good. Oh yeah, because if this was yeah. done by like if the same like not same script but if the same exact story was done like in the style of the Clone Wars people would call it an absolute masterpiece yeah it is mm-hmm. the story is good just yeah, the yeah. acting and the dialogue lets it down a little bit as well as the yeah. CGI I don't mind it though I actually like oh, General Grievous even though he's a bit of a I love General Grievous I think he's he's a bit he's of an idiot brilliant I, I, yeah it's and yeah they, they sort of but retcon it, bits and bats here and there I mean I don't know I don't know if it's canon anymore but the original Clone Wars the, the uh, 2D one. It is still canon. It's, that's still pretty canon. Sure. I'm pretty sure because it is, I, yeah. I thought it was, but I wasn't really sure. Only because it's like I'm the sure. Clone Wars, like you know, the the Clone Wars that we all know. Um, that is like it all, almost sort of takes place like already a significant amount of time after Attack of the Clones, with a few story last elements I, already decided. Like in, last time I checked, it was still canon. The 2D one. Yeah, because they've added it to, Dis- added sure it to Disney Plus as well. Yeah. So I'm not really yeah, sure because yeah. it's it's sort of like they have sure they have the, the whole General Grievous thing, of course, in the 2D mm-hmm. animation yeah. where Mace Windu like force like crushes his like chest unit, and that's why he's like mm-hmm. coughing so much in these films. That's mm-hmm. why he's not as good as he used to be. But like I'm not that was never done in the new Clone Wars, so I kind of just take that as canon. But if that is the key, mm-hmm. I just don't know why they made him like the coffee and shit, make him like an actual Quite decent no idea. villain. Yeah, I don't know why he coughs and everything because. Revenge of the Sith was done after all the Clone Wars stuff as well, so unless they had it pre-prepared. Why did he have to be like hunched over? Because he was. Yeah. Yeah. Like they they made clone they made the Clone Wars two D thing between Attack the Clones and Revenge of the Sith, but they had everything planned out. They oh, knew, did they? they knew oh, they were okay. going to introduce General Grievous, but like, mm-hmm. why didn't they just make him a cooler character, Normal. not like coughing yeah. all the time and like mm-hmm. just wheezing? He just makes him seem yeah. really shit because he's not even in the film that he's long. He's still he's still a cool villain though. I think that yeah. if you're a kid and you see the four lightsabers, you're like, yo. Yeah, that was that was kind of cool when he starts like, swinging them at yeah. Obi Wan, and obviously you got that scene, the, the infamous. Just uh, I mean, I'll, I'll let you say it if you want to say it. Uh, oh, uh, uh, wait, hang on, I've got to prepare myself for it. I've got to prepare myself. Hello there. Brilliant. There we go. And that, that, that's I love a fanta- it. it's a fantastic scene. I, again, I love that. I, I feel myself saying that about a lot of scenes in this. It's like, oh, that's a fantastic scene. That's brilliant. It's a great scene. Yeah. Because that's oh, yeah. basically what this film is. It's not a great film, but it has a lot of great scenes in it, usually back to back. Oh, yeah. The final um, act of the film is phenomenal. Anakin's turn to the dark side, despite quite quick, I think is justified. I think it works. Yeah. I think it's entertaining. Mm-hmm. I think Palpatine mm-hmm. is absolutely wonderful in this film. You know, if, if yeah, you know me, really, really you well. know I love that character. But I think, generally, I I was I'm, I still get impressed about how like fun that character is. Like he is just he's just evil. There's no reason for it. There doesn't have to be a reason for it. This guy is just evil. He's a horrible piece of shit, and he's manipulated everything. And now he's got his way. And you know how rewarding that is, especially after watching The Clone Wars. It's incredibly rewarding to see this, like... Yeah. The performance really captured that. Even when The Clone Wars didn't exist, this performance is fantastic. Ian McDermott is having a whale of a time playing Palpatine. He clearly always loves it, because he just gets to be this evil bastard for about 
like two hours every time. It's brilliant. And I have to give it credit where it's due. It, like that is the big crux of the film for me. Like Palpatine's rise to power is dark and probably some of my favourite stuff in Star Wars. That that the events surrounding Revenge of the Sith, the rise to power, Order sixty six. That is like my favourite bit of Star Wars. I think it's so exciting and impactful and sort of unheard of. You couldn't really do you couldn't really do that again. You know what I mean? It's a Star Wars film. Like it 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 it, it it's, yeah. It's a great example of a Star Wars film. Like from the writing to the the score. Yeah. To the music. The oh pure, my god. The yeah. Wonderful. Yeah. In this, actually. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's a uh, it's absolutely it's, great, and the yeah. final arc is from Order sixty six. Like the full that era is my favorite, like the mm, prequel era. Mm. But Order sixty six hands down takes takes the cake. It's just yeah. I mean that's that's sort so of my brilliant. thing with it as well. Is it's it's it is brilliant. Um, the whole Order sixty six thing and that that era of Star Wars. And as we said, it's why I like the prequels so much. Is yeah, we do trash them. I mean, they are bad films. Don't get me wrong. Mm-hmm. The Phantom Menace and Attack the Clones leave a lot to be desired. Revenge of the Sith is pretty good, but it's still a bit shit. The thing which works about all of them is that it's the aesthetic. It's the world building. It's a sort of thing of... It's a filmmaker who's stuck to his guns and he's delivered something. It doesn't matter whether it's good or not. Like, he's put it out there. Mm-hmm. And yes, it's shit. But it's it still feels... Weirdly, it feels like the most Star Warsy thing. Like for me, oh, yeah. when I watch Revenge mm-hmm. of the Sith, that is Star Wars. I don't yeah, feel that as much when I watch the original trilogy, and I know that's just personal mm-hmm. preference of like whoever ever. But it, it doesn't matter. Like for me, when I watch Revenge of the Sith, that to me just feels like Star Wars, and it just feels so right. Yeah. And I know that's you know again, it's not a great film, definitely not the best in the series. But for me, it just it hits the nail on the head in so many places that I just can't help but absolutely adore it. And it's the easiest watching one as well, actually. I think just putting it yeah. on and just sitting... You can just sit and have a drink with that one and just take the mm-hmm. pace. It's a brilliant yeah. film. Um, however, what I will say is just a little side thing. Uh, if anyone is looking for a new way to watch Revenge of the Sith, um, there's a fantastic fan edit which I watched um, recently. Four hours, and it cuts together the final Clone Wars arc in... Um, it, well, chronologically in the right order with Revenge of the Sith, creating a sort of mm-hmm. four-hour epic which takes place over basically the again the siege of mandalore um the the stuff with darth maul ahsoka rex alongside revenge of the sith all happening at the same time all coming to the same way i wouldn't say it's the best way to watch the clone wars episodes or revenge of the sith but i would say if you're familiar with both and your fans of both and you haven't seen this edit watch it it's brilliant i sat through it yes it's four hours but you'll have more fun than you probably would have done with the snyder cut and that's all i'm going to say on that um it's it's brilliant it is a really really well done edit um done by a youtuber i presume there's probably going to be a newer version released soon with given with the bad bad stuff stuff. Um, yeah it's um yeah the if you're the clone wars uh because the original clone wars doesn't touch on anything really to do with order 66 obviously there's the hints and stuff dropped throughout it mm. um and obviously it's kind of set more towards the revenge of the sith than it is attack the clones in places mm. um but the last arc uh the last like four episodes is it are four of the best episodes or best star wars content that i've ever that's watched that's the best star wars film really that last four revenge episodes yeah, yeah. um 
that, that oh, yeah, of, of Clone Wars into one. You watch yeah, them all yeah. in one. That is the best Star Wars film to me. Yeah. Um, that final Clone Wars, like, like story is just wonderful in so many places. It captures exactly what Star Wars should be. The and it ta- again, it takes place alongside one of my favorite Star Wars films. So that and I think you know it's such a you know it's a good film. You know it's a film that you love. That when that Clone Wars stuff came up, and you saw the hints. Revenge of the Sith and you're like oh my god this is amazing that's what it's like okay yeah. you know you love that film when even just slight hints and references make you go oh that's so good you know the- no matter what you're watching or you're reading or whatever kind of Star Wars content if you hear or see Execute Order 66 you know that you're going to have a good time yeah like it's yeah. that it's that yeah. line <clears throat> it's the, just the, that the, line the, the Fallen Order game again like there's a there's sort of there's sort of an Order 66 sequence in it, like a flashback, oh, yeah. and that's brilliant. I've completely forgot about that, yeah. Um, and again, with like Bad Batch and Clone Wars, mm-hmm. and anything that covers Order 66, it always ends up going really well because it's just such a memorable part of Star Wars history. And as much as I love the original trilogy, I actually think the prequels delivers this huge event, which I don't think has been done again and can be done again. I think it's brilliant yeah. in itself, but... Mm-hmm. That's where, and again, I'm not going to talk about the sequel trilogy because I'm sure at some point we'll talk about that, but like the sequel trilogy, this is where they should have went with it. They should have tried to top that. They should have done something that was bigger than that. But you can't do bigger and better than Order 66 in the world of Star Wars. Mm-hmm. Order 66 is the Avengers Endgame for Star Wars. It's that, yeah, it's that, it is. It's that sort of huge moment that it it, it actually is because it, it echoes through all the different it's medias that event, yeah. when you watch marvel tv shows now it's sort of like oh the 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 snap the blip or whatever though they were away for five years and that's always like a story element that keeps bringing up with the characters in the mandalorian rebels the original trilogy everything everyone is still suffering because of order 66 and what happened yeah. there the creation of the empire mm-hmm. it's such a shattering event that it you know, it just, it works. It works so bloody well. It all well. reflects back to... Exactly. Yeah, it all reflects... Like, yeah, what like you were saying through, all all of the originals is about... is about what happened to Order 66 and trying to repair that damage. Mm-hmm. And then the the sequels are... Obviously, it's kind of... Something happens in between that, mm. uh, which is kind of like an, a mini Order 66 with um, Luke running away and stuff like that. But still, like, they still suffer from... Or at sixty six, like it is a long lasting, it's long lasting damage through the entirety of Star Wars. Yeah. I I think the originals are absolutely outstanding films, mm. and they're great Star Wars films. But Revenge of the Sith, it uh, it's it's not a very good film, mm. but it's an absolutely outstanding Star Wars film. Yeah, you're very you're very right there. I think yeah. it's it's the best for me, the most entertaining Star Wars film. And yes, there are memes. Mm-hmm. Yes, there are jokes. Yes, it's funny in places, but it just it works the lightsaber fights are brilliant yeah the story is great Mm -hmm. it has all the elements of just exactly what you want out of a star wars film it's what i wish rise of skywalker could have done Mm -hmm. and that's how much of it anakin in this film as well yeah anakin's pretty good in this compared to attack of the clones and it makes me excited it makes me excited to see the obi-wan series um because again with hayden christensen and ewan mcgregor that's going to be interesting Mm -hmm. You know, it's, uh, it's going to be really, really interesting to see what they do with that. And, you know, fingers crossed it ends up working and it, it ends up being a hit because 
Mm-hmm. You know, it, it'll be like a limited series. It'll be like one division or something. It'll be like a one-off thing. Yeah. But I'm excited for it. Like that. That it's it's just yeah. going to be good. I don't know what they're going to do with this the whole things. But looking at the cast, it's like they could definitely do like a a Clone yeah. Wars flashback, and that's just going to make yeah, me yeah, so yeah. happy if they do that. Which will just be unreal. Yeah, it'll just be unreal. Absolutely. Um, but yeah, I'm trying to think what else there is to say about Revenge of the Sith. To be honest, I think we've really covered it. It is a brilliant film. It's a huge step up from the previous two. It's definitely mm-hmm. both of our favourites out of this trilogy, and maybe even the saga. Um, but yeah, I think it stands out to me, and I know it's like everyone says it's like, oh yeah, you just you know everyone's so bloody like nostalgic over it, and it's just like it's not it's not a great film, and people saying it's a good film, it's just like because it's a nostalgic value. There's a bit of that, but actually. I'm not saying it's a good film, you know what I mean? It's not about that. But can I just switch my brain off and sit and watch it and just have a laugh yeah. and enjoy, like, just going a bit brain dead for two and a half hours and watching mindless space violence? <laughs> if I'm going to do that with any of the Star Wars films, because let's be honest, more than half of them are dumb and shit. Yeah. So yeah, if yeah. I'm going to pick one to go on that I can just you may as well switch my yeah. brain off and just watch, it will be this one every single day of the week. It is yeah. brilliant for that. And. It's yeah. like a film for if if someone was to say like I'm a fan of films, what Star Wars films should I watch? I'd say watch the originals yeah. because they're good yeah, films to exactly. watch. But if you're a Star Wars fan, you if you're a Star Wars fan, Star Wars fans appreciate Revenge of the Sith because as as awful as it is at times and as, mm. as meme as it is, it's the the context with inside of it mm. and what happens. Uh, yeah, it's just it's so much it's fun. A Star Wars it's so fan so film. much fun, yeah. and I, I it's fun to watch. Yeah, yeah. And on the topic of yeah. um, fans and all that sort of thing, um, we'll come on to your guys' hot takes from Twitter. Um, I asked you a while ago about any hot takes and generally interesting thoughts on the films, uh, so we'll read through those now. Um, Cal says it's an underrated trilogy of films that gets more slander than they deserve, and are at worst just completely mindless fun. Uh, oh, sorry. Hang on, one minute. <laughs> I should have tried to read that out properly. It must sound like they deserve and are at worst. Just completely mindless. F- yeah, complete mindless fun. And at best, a great insight into how even the people with the most noble causes can be seduced by those that seek to use that against them. That's a brilliant way of summing it up, to be honest. It's a brilliant way of um, it. It is. They are just mindless fun films. You know what I mean? They, they, yeah. and again like saying that, that at its worst that's what they are and that's true mm-hmm. I don't know if I could say that too much for Attack of the Clones because I'm not really a huge fan of that and I do try to like it but I do find myself getting very bored with that one despite the fact that I do try and like it um, <laughs> a great insight to yeah I, I think that's brilliant about like yeah Anakin's it's Anakin's entire grace yeah. yeah it could have been mm-hmm. done better definitely but like I think I definitely yeah. agree with how how that's put yeah that's brilliant. Anakin's morally right, but that moral, m- that mor- morality is taken from him and twisted into. Darkness, yeah, the Jedi. Basically. The Jedi aren't perfect. The Jedi cause no. their own downfall. Which again, yeah. we'll not get on the sequel trilogy. But I love the fact that that's brought up in the Last Jedi. That's one of the best parts mm-hmm. of it, because Luke accepting that the Jedi aren't perfect, and mm-hmm. did mess up, and did cause the yeah. creation of the Empire and like millions of people to be killed. Yeah. That's something that should have been acknowledged. I'm glad it was. Um, someone said, uh, Jack said, uh, The Phantom Menace isn't that bad and better than Attack of the Clones and The Rise of Skywalker. Um, what do you think about that? I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to have to agree. Hey. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to have to. Yeah, I, I, I kind of 
I, can't I kind not. of do. I think Revise of Skywalker look, is, is a better made film, don't get me wrong. Like The dialogue is better. But it is such a disappointment for as a Star Wars film. And, you know, you're not watching these films because they're good films. I think Rise of Skywalker does... I mean, again, we'll talk about this again at a later date, I'm sure. But I don't hate The Rise of Skywalker, but it is the most disappointing. And I can't help but watch it and feel let down every time I do watch it. Um, despite how well made it is. The CGI is great. The dialogue's pretty go- good. But the story's just trash. So... Yeah, The Phantom Menace is terrible, but Rise of Skywalker to me. I kind of do prefer it. Rise of Skywalker is like my child. We went to see it at midnight release. I remember. And that's why it's kind of. Yeah. We went to see it at midnight release, and I absolutely loved it when I first watched it. I remember. And then as time goes on. I remember remember you were talking. And I remember sitting there in the cinema, and the first 10 minutes, I was like, I'm worried because this is already. This is not good already. This is like not. I just. The fact that so I've seen it twice. Seen, I've seen, yeah, I've seen, I've it, seen twice. it three times now. Um, uh, yeah, it's like it's like my child, but I can't help being disappointed <laughs> by that child. It's like the only. <laughs> it's so hard because like, I want to like it, mm. and I, the only part that I can kind of take away from it is, and you know this because you've known me for years, is how much I've preached for different color lightsabers. Oh, yeah. In in the, the film, the fact that that's the one thing you can say that that's you the like one about thing it I take is out of the it. final moment of the film, which again, even that we is were... tarnished by Ray Skywalker. Yeah, to not go, oh, don't, don't, <laughs> to go not too deep into it. And if you haven't seen it, spoilers. Oh yeah. But I remember Whoops. being, I remember being in the cinema, sitting next to you, and when Kylo and Ray kiss, I literally in the cinema you, at I like remember. one in the morning. I literally went, what? <laughs> And I was like, oh my god. I forgot you did that. God. Yeah, you like audibly react. I just sort of chuckle because I'm like, I can't believe they did that. <laughs> I did that it's, moment. I was like... What? It's mental. It, it's not like... Again, this is something I'd love to talk about at a later date at some point in this podcast because it, I think we've both got a lot of very heavy thoughts about that film. I, I, see why, I see why people like it, but I also don't see why people like it at all because I just... I feel like if you despise The Last Jedi, then Rise of Skywalker might be for you, but The Last Jedi... It's just a much, much better film. I'm sorry, but it is. I'm one of those people. I really like The Last Jedi. I can't, like, it's got flaws, but I really like it. I think they're going to send an order. Yeah. I think Force Force Awakens, for me, is, like, one of my favourite films because it's kind of what got me into the full-on, like... No, 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 there's a reason. It's not not an amazing Um, film. There are better films. But Force Awakens got me, not into Star Wars, but got me heavily into star wars right. that's what caused me to start right, looking right, into right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. and that's what yeah, caused yeah. me to start looking into more the canon stuff like okay that got me to go back and watch okay. clone wars okay. watch rebels like it all stems from that obviously I've been so, star so, so like years, but... it's a nostalgic element almost yeah it's the same thing with phantom yeah. menace was the reason why i like phantom menace because it's a nostalgic thing yeah for me i can't i can't relate with that i think the fossil awakens is shit um but <laughs> no i think I, I think it's good it's bang average yeah. um ride skywalker though i think yeah, it's um, it's shit. Just say it with your chest. Yeah, Come on, shit. just <laughs> it is awful. I, I I I can't I can't abide it. You know, I, I yeah. But yeah, Phantom Menace. I do enjoy more than Rise of Skywalker. I think that's all we'll say on that. I do as and well. Someone replied to that saying, "Thank God for Watto saving it." I appreciate that. That's good. Love for <laughs> Watto. Um, Jude has said, uh, "I like how each prequel villain represents Anakin's feelings, failings." That's exactly what I. Yeah, this is what I was saying yeah. earlier. Maul gives up their freedom to an ideological cult. Dooku rejects order and fairness. 
embraces tyranny. Grievous loses the last vestiges of their human form. All three villains represent the creation of Darth Vader. I think that's brilliant. I don't think that was intentional, was, though, to be honest. Did, did you see that in a YouTube video? Because have you seen the interview with Dave Filoni about the making of the second season of Mandalorian? He talks, or the first season, and he talks about the prequels and i think he mentions that or he mentions something along the line of that something like that, that like, this, I, I, yeah. think I saw it in like a video essay i think um yeah i can't remember yeah but it's a good it's a good point to make i like it yeah, yeah. um reverse the polarity great name says um <laughs> they're just really fun action-packed and overall really enjoyable sorry i don't know why i'm laughing uh hugh mcgregor is <laughs> is the standout as obi-wan kenobi the weakest part is yeah. probably anakin in attack of the clones that part about the sand is really odd. However, it concluded brilliantly with Revenge of the Sith. I couldn't agree more. Um, yeah. McGregor is a standout. I, was, I think McDermott yeah. is also a standout, though. I think Palpatine mm-hmm. really hits yeah. it to me. Yeah, the yeah. big letdowns for this are definitely Anakin and Padme. Like Natalie Portman I, and Hayden Christensen. I'd say, I'd say Anakin and Padme in Attack of the Clones, but then I'd say pa- Padme in... Or like the scenes when they're together, yes, but Anakin on his own in Revenge of the Sith, I'd say... I'd say he's one of my favourites because I really enjoy him in Revenge of the Sith. Yeah, yeah, he's he's pretty good. I, I I'm I'm I'll be interested to see, and this is a very separate note, but I'd be interested to see what Natalie Portman's like in Thor: Love and Thunder because I don't think yeah. I've ever seen Natalie Portman in a film where I've went, "You're a really good actor." <laughs> um, not no, not to be a dick, but I just I just don't really like her. Her performances yeah. always feel really just like she's not really trying. Yeah. Um, so I'm I'm interested to see what she does with. Like the direction of someone like Taika Waititi, that'll be interesting because in these films she's, she's going to she... be in a lot more than just uh, Thor: Love and Thunder, though, from rumors and stuff. How do you mean? Have you not seen? Okay, uh, spoilers. Uh, but the rumor is that she's going to be the new Thor. Oh, well, she is. Uh, in the... Yeah, yeah, well, yeah, yeah, yeah. So yeah. she's obviously going to be in a lot more than Thor: Love and Thunder, then. Well, yeah, maybe, or she might just piss off to a different universe. I don't know. True. True. I don't know. Uh, think it'll be Thor will always still be Thor, but it'll be this is like the Jane yeah. Foster Thor from the comics. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah. It makes sense. It's probably the only reason she came back, to be honest. Um, but yeah, I mean, I'll be interested to see what they do with it, what direction they go with that. But um, you know, Thor will always be Thor for me. I yeah, like the idea of female Thor. Thor, but it's more of that Natalie Portman. Mm-hmm. I'm a bit like, can you do a good a job as Chris Hemsworth? If you're going to pass yeah. the mantle on, you need to do a bloody good job of it. <laughs> um, uh, but yeah, and the final hot tip we've got is they're pretty much of their time. They represent the early 2000s very well. I do think they went a bit overboard with the CGI, but it's a nice comparison to see the more practical methods of the originals and the over-the-top CG of the prequels and the more refined nature of the sequels. Yeah, I think visually, yeah. you're, you're very right there. I don't think the storytelling in the sequels is great, but I, I like... That, the, the element of that they sort of knew what they were doing more with the visual elements they used a lot yeah. more practical effects in the sequel trilogy which I think is brilliant um, a lot of puppetry a lot of animation work like that was brilliant same with the originals the prequels did go a bit heavy on the CGI which is ridiculous because it looks shit and they probably spent a lot of money yeah, on it, it at the time it's like they could have spent that money on actually creating sets and things that would have looked more impressive it just it, it baffles me a little bit but yeah, I know there's some things that couldn't be done without CGI because they had like very big visions for it, but mm-hmm. at the same time, you know, I, I kind of feel like they could have done something a little bit more with that. But yeah, um, that's yeah. the hot takes for the prequel trilogy of Star Wars films. Um, I don't know if there's anything else I really want to say on them, but I, I think overall, you know, they're great films. 
Um, mm. I would quite happily sit and watch it. Yeah, like I mean, they are trash, but they're also great in that sort of way as well. Um, before we yeah. do finish, though, I will ask you, do you have a particular favourite meme from Revenge of the Sith? Out of the many... Hello there. Have you, have you, yeah, have you got, like, a it's... few that you could mention? Because there's bloody loads, because there's not one that I can mention. Uh, hello there, do it, obviously. Yeah. Um, yeah. Ooh, what other ones? High ground. High ground. Yeah, that's a good one. High ground. That's a good one. I quite. High ground. I quite. A classic. I quite like. Um, oh, what is it? Um, it's treason. Then. You know. Oh God, yeah. I completely forgot right. about that as well. Palpatine sort of screech as he sort of dives towards me. Yeah. It's brilliant. Yeah, it's like uh, <laughs> in the name of the Galactic Senate, you are under a, under arrest, Chancellor. There we go. I mean, that's just a brilliant scene generally, but. A lot of meme material. There's, uh, there's, he's too dangerous to be ke- uh, kept alive as well. Yeah, that's good. Um, yeah. I'd be looking forward to this. This is a personal favourite of mine as well. Yeah. Unlimited power. Unlimited power! Yeah, yeah that's great. That's a great one. There's yeah. a lot of fantastic mentions. There's of a lot, yeah. Revenge of the Sith is, is filled with memes. Um, oh, yeah. It's probably... I'd say it's got the most out of all. Oh, definitely. Probably got more than I'm pretty sure I've, I've definitely watched Revenge of the Sith more than once and counted the amount of memes in them. Yeah. I'm, I've done yeah, that multiple definitely. times. and I, Yeah, it's it's a great film. <laughs> oh, it's, it's um, I, I absolutely adore it. Yeah. It's a classic film. But yeah, I, I think that's really all that needs to be said. Um, what I will, though, I will ask for now is a sort of general rating out of 10 for each of the films. So, starting with The Phantom Menace... Probably like, maybe like a, like a four, no, three point, maybe like a three point seven, nah, a bit higher, four point two, yeah, go four point two. Four point two? Four point two. Interesting. I'm not really sure, I'm trying to think what I do for mine. Um, Because it's a difficult one, isn't it? Because it's like, it's not a good film, but it is a good Star Wars film. I think I'm... I think I'm just going to go four. Fair enough. Yeah, yeah. just four. Uh, Attack of the Clones. Okay. Yeah. One. I'll go, I'll go two, I'll be fair to it. I like bits of it. <laughs> I like bits of it. Nah. Yeah, I like I like the yeah. story generally, but I don't like yeah. anything that we see. Maybe like a 1. 1. 1. 1. 2, 1. 1.3. Yeah, but <laughs> nah, I don't really. Um, I'm not a fan. And finally... Revenge of the Sith. As a film? Uh, yeah, as a, as a film. Yeah. Probably like probably like a mid tier film. I'm gonna I'm, I'm Star Wars. I'm film. gonna say six for like a film. Yeah. As a Star Wars film, it's five stars. It's like oh yeah, ten out of ten. But as a film, it's about six. As a film, for me, it's got a lot of value. It's got a lot of rewatchability. I think that really helps mm-hmm. it. But I think. As a film compared to everything else, it's it's a um, yeah yeah it's that. I'd say they're all like at least below half as it as films. Mm. They're all definitely not. They're not ideal. They're not great, but I wouldn't suggest them to anyone who likes watching films. Oh no, I wouldn't be like you like nah. films. I tell you, a film you should watch: Attack of the Clones. <laughs> yeah, like it's. <laughs> <laughs> It's not great, is it? But I it's... could never see myself being like, "Has anyone got any good films to watch? We should watch Attack of the Clones." I can just, I just, yeah, can never imagine. Saying I that can't like imagine even putting that film on like out of choice unless you're doing like a marathon. 
Yeah. You know what I mean? The only time I'll ever watch which it says a lot. is if I'm watching all of them. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Which does say it does say a hell of a lot about that. But yeah. Yeah. Um but that is basically all that I really want to say about that uh, those films. I think that's basically that covered. Um I'm hoping at some point on this podcast we'll end up doing original trilogy sequels, maybe some spin-offs as well, but we'll see in the future for that. But if you want it, let us know. Um, I've enjoyed talking about the prequels. There's always a lot to talk about the prequels, and it's quite fun. So, yeah. But uh, that is that for this. Uh, Cooper, have you got any sort of socials, anything you want to promote? Uh, Cooper underscore Britain on Twitter and Britain UK on Instagram. There we go. Fancy. Go and give uh, Cooper a follow. And if you're interested as well in following the progress of the podcast, we're at Spill Your Beans on Twitter. So go and check that out. And obviously listen to us on Spotify. Where else are you listening? But listen to the other episodes as well. We've got two more before this, talking about Whiplash and the Oscar noms. So a lot of fun. Anyway, that's that. Have a lovely day. I'll see you all later. Bye-bye. Bye.